Thank you again for giving me a listen. Here's what we got for today's episode. I've got an article titled 10 Steps for Managing and Repairing Your Business's Online Reputation by Martin Zwilling, uh, Choosing the Best Media Database for Your Digital PR, and a shrinking newspaper in New Bedford, Massachusetts goes nonprofit with support from local residents. Uh, the date is Sunday, June 27th. The time is 7.30 p.m. and you're listening to episode number five of Communicate for Effect. You're listening to the Communicate for Effect podcast, covering the strategies and tactics of digital communication. This is the place for a quick weekly download of news, tips, and information to help you become a more effective digital communicator. Now, here's your host, Mike Nicholson. So I'm back from having spent the last week on a family road trip across half the U.S. Um, we, we spent a few days on a beach in Florida, then went over to Texas, saw some friends, got some in and out, and then got back to D.C. last night. Uh, I, I skipped last week's episode because of the trip, but I'm back doing these once a week on Sundays. So so the, here is this week's segment one. Uh, Martin Zwelling on Inc. wrote an article on managing and repairing your business's online reputation. He briefly talks about the need to monitor what people are saying about your brand, even if your business does not have a big online presence. So social media sites, Yelp, other online forums, um, there could be an entire conversation going on about your business, which may or may not be accurate. So it's important to monitor for the sake of your organization. He provides 10 steps for managing and repairing your online reputation. So those are step one is to assess the scope and impact of any negatives. If you have a bunch of reviews and only a few negative ones, don't really sweat it. Uh, step two is don't ignore the issue or pretend no one notices. Every customer or outside concern should be taken as an opportunity to improve. I'll add that you may or may not want to engage with the, the negative comments you know, as it might raise the profile more than it otherwise would be. If it's old and if there are just a few negative ones, it, it's okay to let it go probably. Some people go on and add negative reviews just because they think it's fun. Uh, their comments, you know, those these comments you're not going to win. Uh, if it looks like a genuine negative comment and you think you have something to offer, you know, by all means engage. His step three is to resist canceling social media accounts because it he says it may imply to readers that you have something to hide. Step four is to separate emotion from feedback reality. I'll say absolutely yes, and this is a hard thing for people to do. Uh, people generally do not make good decisions when they're emotional, so step away, come back, and try to approach it objectively. Step five is to set specific recovery goals and create action steps. Uh, paraphrasing what he wrote, I call this the deeds to the words. If there's something wrong, if you have to fix what's wrong, um, you can write and say all the great things, uh, but if you never fix the actual issue, it will just be an empty statement and people are going to know about it. So uh, step six is to be realistic about what you have control over. Step seven is to assess whether to take legal action. Um, you may want to know the differences between slander, defamation, and libel. And in some extreme cases, you may want to retain legal counsel for advice. 
that said, I will say, do not keep responding to negative comments that you are seeking legal counsel that that can backfire on you. Um, step eight is to minimize your public response and offense. Uh, this is where he talks about trolls, anonymous posting, etc. I will say that, you know, whether to minimize your response and defense depends on the situation. Um, one way to approach this that I've seen in both corporations and in government is to get the complainer off the online forum. If, if there's an issue and you think you can help, refer them somewhere offline and not in a public forum to handle the situation. And, and again, it depends. You know, sometimes it's good to handle issues in public because your audience is not just this individual commenter, it's it's everyone else that sees the comment as well. Step nine is to bring in experts, you know, basically saying hire a professional. And then step 10 is to define indicators and measure impact and results. The sentence in this last area that I'll highlight is, uh, quote, be selective in how you communicate. Totally agree. Uh, do not be too easygoing. Um, you want to be deliberate and thoughtful and think of all the second and third order effects of your comments once they're out there for everybody to see. So on the same line of thinking as the previous article, on June 13th, I had an article about choosing the best media database for your PR work. I'm still calling it digital PR on my site, 46alpha.com, but this topic is really just basic PR work. Uh, if you haven't used a media database before, this article provides an overview of some of the more popular ones that are out there. I, I took a look at Prowley, Muckrack, Meltwater, Scission, and then you can also build your own media database. I've used all of these at one time or another, and they're all good, and they have their good and bad aspects. I highlight some of those in the article. If I had to choose one now with a small company, I'd choose Prowley. Uh, if I was a larger organization with a larger budget, yeah, I, I'd choose Meltwater. With the exception of Prowley, uh, none of them list their prices on their website, but I put them in order from least to most expensive, at least according to my experience. Uh, just, you know, just remember pricing for all of these is subject to change. So if you're really interested in one of them, you know, start a trial, get a demo, ask a sales rep about the cost. The thing about these databases though, is if you've never used them before, you might think, you know, yes, I, I've got all these contacts and I can start sending my information to everyone, uh, but you might not want to do that. No one likes getting spam. Uh, no one wants to basically be subscribed to your you know, press releases when they didn't ask to be. These databases are a good starting point to start a conversation with someone. Uh, send an introductory email. You know, ask the contact if they'd like to receive occasional updates from your organization. You know, start a professional relationship rather than approach it like a mass distro. Um, if you use it correctly, it can be a great addition to your digital comms toolkit. Finally, for segment three and on a similar media topic, I ran across an article about a struggling newspaper in New Bedford, Massachusetts, and the mayor who went all in for a nonprofit supported by the community newspaper. So Mayor John Mitchell really wanted a newspaper that was focused on the city and the local news. And 
get back to a quote sense of place. Uh, so when a group of journalists, uh, in, you know, including former editors of the standard times said they plan to start a nonprofit digital news outlet to cover new Bedford, he was all in on this. Um, I'll give you a quote, quote, the light, which is the name of the, the, the newspaper, the light, which has no print editions is free to readers. It does not accept advertising, rely on donations, grants, and sponsorships um, from local businesses. Now, that said, they did say in the article that they do accept donations, but say that any donors have no role in editorial decisions. Um, and and th this, this is a topic that I'd like to explore a little more. Um, the for-profit media model, I think, is not working for us in the U.S. Um, and, and probably a lot of other places. When the most important thing is getting eyeballs on screens and selling ads, news organizations will tell viewers whatever they want as long as they stay tuned into their screen, as opposed to telling viewers the news they probably need to hear. So it's a problem. Um, I know there are some solutions out there, but I think the status quo cannot be maintained over the long run. So, so something's got to change, um, and, and I think it's a topic to, to kind of explore a, a little bit down the road. And that's it for number five. If you have any questions or comments for me, just go to 46alva.com and shoot me a note. And thanks again, and I'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to Communicate for Effect, a 46 Alpha podcast. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Google, or wherever you like to receive your podcasts. You can find all this and much more at 46alpha.com.